it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com hey jamie do you like being cozy i do and do you like staying cozy I like that even more. Then just head over to www.staycozyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at staycozyclothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Hey, what's up? It's Rab himself, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Check it out. Perform a fatality on Mortal Kombat with my ass boys. Welcome to hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesday. And these are the chronicles of Rab himself. Why Rab this week, Jamie? Why Rab? Because you know what came out in the cinema this week, sir? No. Only Jackass 4. The boys are back. And Rab himself got behind the camera and did a little bit of filming in this film. And he spoke about it in this interview. So it felt like the perfect week to release it. That and also it's probably one of the greatest interviews ever had ever in the history of interviewing or interviewees. Absolutely. We've got an incredible interview and a hilarious interview on Friday. So it makes sense as well. Let's just let's just go for fucking comedy gold this week and have Rab himself. I think I think there's actually more laughter than words in this interview as well. Oh yeah. I think it was just the school story at the end is one of my favorite <laughs> ever. <laughs> the school story. Um, it got quite deep and personal in the middle, so did, you know yeah. that, yeah. Which we were a bit like, what? There was just a lot, there was a lot to this interview. It's an hour and forty-five minutes of pure wonderment and just gloriousness. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, it's just, 
it's one of those things where you go, holy shit, how are we talking to Rab right? himself from Jackass, um, who obviously has was behind the camera for Jackass Forever, the, the final Jackass movie that's just come out in cinemas that I am going to see uh, when this is released, actually, so I'm quite excited. Um, and it just... It, the, the interview has everything. It has absolutely everything that you could possibly want. And just like, you know, at the beginning, he takes for an absolute wonder around it, for a wonder around his uh, apartment, like showing us all the artwork he's doing and stuff. He's got his own production company. We talk about Jackass. We talk about CKY. We talk about Viva La Bam. We talk about his relationship with Bam. There's just so much in there. And like I said, I think it's actually more laughing than it is talking. <laughs> So this is one I definitely recommend watching the YouTube for, especially for the end of the interview when he's discussing something to do with a garden hose, because it's just fucking brilliant. <laughs> but like Tom says, you know, this is nuts. We even got to have this conversation. I have recollections of hanging around my friends when I was in my early teens, just walking around doing impressions of Rab, walking around, go geeky, like stuff. It's just yeah, I, this is amazing. I'm so happy we got to do this. So just for a bit of context, me and my brother and one of his best mates, we did like a real mild, like stupid version of Jackass when we were growing up, when we were teenagers. So we'd be like, look at the camera and going, I'm going to eat a leaf. <laughs> and like, stuff like that. And it's just, it just like brilliant moments. I just like really like made it really like shit, but funny shit. Do you know what I mean? That's amazing. There's a there was a moment where my brother threw a rock and you can see it on the camera fly and it hits his, his mate straight in the head. <laughs> it's just like some really good moments like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, big Jackass fans growing up, big Beaver the Band fans growing up, and it was just you know, it was just nice to actually find out about the man behind you know, the shitting, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is. So much fun. And really, people that didn't check this out the first time it came around, enjoy because it's so damn good. One hour, 45 minutes of interview fucking gold. Jamie. Hello, sir. Any finale words, sir? All I will say is to Mr. Rab himself, thank you so much for coming on. We need to do this again. There's so much CKY jackass Viva Band talking. This. I want to learn more about the production company, what you've been doing since and everything. So definitely we need to get you back on the show. 100%. Guys, go and check out at Rab himself on Instagram. And go check out Greengate Productions, his film company, because you will not be disappointed. Guys, these are the chronicles of Rab himself. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. I was going to say, he joined the meeting and then walked off again. I was like, we're done. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to turn the heater off because it uh, sounded like you might be able to hear it or something. Uh, okay. So, so we're happy you know, whilst you're wearing a jacket and a shirt. <laughs> I know. It's it's crazy, man. I'm on the East Coast. Um, we just moved back here like a end of August. So um, I was living in LA for 10 years. So I... The littlest bit of cold for me is just cold, you know, and, and it's fucking, <laughs> you know, it's May 10th and it's like fucking 40 degrees here. So it's like uh, just ridiculous. Dude, that's insane. But what, what, wait, so you live on the West Coast and flew all the way back to the East. What? Yeah, Why? I grew up in the East. I grew up in uh, right outside of Philadelphia in Westchester. Okay. So uh, my wife and I had a kid and we wanted to be close to family. So we came back this way. But yeah, the, and, and the prices in Los Angeles are just 
fucking ridiculous. Yeah, story. I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, you could probably relate if I don't know if you're in London or where you guys, but it's like, yeah, it's stupid expensive there too. Yeah, no, London is fucking ridiculous. That's why I moved to Wales. I live in Wales, so okay. it's, all, it's all good here. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. it's, <laughs> everyone's just outside naked fighting all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Then not just just you know just, anyway. Let's let's get up with the show, shall we? Actually, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, cool. we're here to talk about you, so uh, yeah, let's go. Amazing. Uh, what I normally do, Chris, is I do a little intro, just intro- introducing the guest, and then, as, as Tom likes to say, we throw a shit ton of questions at you. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Wonderful. Ladies and gents, today's guest is someone that came into my life when I was about 14, 15 years old, when I saw him and his friends performing ridiculous and hilarious pranks and stunts on TV on the hit MTV show Jackass. This man immediately stood out to me and my friends as we could quite often just be randomly shouting hey kiki today he can be found acting and running his own production company greengate entertainment contrary contrary to popular belief this man is not related to matt damon from cky jackass viva la bam and more welcome to chronicles chris rab or as you may know him rab himself Yo, <laughs> what's happening thanks for having me guys thanks no, for thanks. coming man yeah it's just mind-blowing because i will get into it obviously but jackass viva la bam was like massive for us growing up so it's just yeah so this is really exciting for us so we massively appreciate it oh heck yeah man it makes me feel good <laughs> what we'll a flyer then but um how has the last year been for you man uh you know i think like for everybody it's been wild it was uh totally unexpected i mean um I'm a bit of an introvert, even though I'm I'm on camera and those kind of things. And you might not think that, like, because I I run around with my ass hanging out and shit on things. But <laughs> but there but I <laughs> but there but I definitely like have that um, need to like sort of just like get away and be by myself and like fart around. Like I've been doing a lot of painting and and uh, and then also um, you know, uh, I do my own production company video stuff. So I edit and stuff like that. So I, I like to have that time like that, but I, but also too much of that will fuck my head up, which was kind of what happened from the pandemic. So, you know, it's, I like a mix of both. Like I need to get out there and be around people too, but then I also need time to like do my own thing or whatever. And, um, and the pandemic was like forced isolation, which, it was cool for a minute and then it was like oh my god this is awful like i want to get out and see people and um just you know seeing people without like a mask cover i don't even know what you're thinking talking about or anything you're always like oh i can't i can't hear what uh would you say it's just yeah that has been annoying as shit but (laughs) hopefully um you know hopefully uh we're getting towards the end of this thing i think you know at least not towards the end of it but sort sort of to a point where we can get out and about more often and and uh and get back to somewhat regular living yes please that'll yeah. be absolutely wonderful yeah. i mean like you said the first few months were like this is fucking awesome yeah and then if you have about three or four minutes like okay um kind of, can we can we can we not do that okay we can't do that okay but can we no what do you mean i need to go out the fuck is going exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly i know because it for yeah like you said you then all of a sudden you feel like a prisoner and you're like fuck oh, this you know horrendous i don't know how people yeah. actual prisoners do it um yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> you go away for 30 years 
I made yeah. it first month. Fantastic. After a while, you're like, right, okay. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Hang up to life now. Anyway, and um, so painting. Well, what have you been painting? Um, I just do a bunch of random stuff. Um, I I I did like. Um, I mean, it's hard to see, but like I. So I did like this thing on the wall over there where you do that. Oh, oh wow, dude. that's amazing. And then, um, like I did this piece. Um, oh, so wow. Cool. So then, like, um, I got this other one that I did back here too. It's uh, I don't know you. I don't know if you can see all these things, but um, then that one. That's awesome. That's amazing. So, um, so yeah, just like, just farting around and doing random stuff, and and uh, and then like I, I'm trying to get back into like doing the clay work stuff because I used to do a lot of that when I was younger. Um, just like pottery stuff and i got this buddy that does this amazing stuff with like these really cool glazes and cool shit like where he's just making tons of bowls and plates and cups and stuff and um so i'm trying to get going on that again and and just uh you know other random just stuff to keep you busy like dude i mean you know it, it gave you the opportunity like this pandemic did give you the opportunity to be like all these things i i put off and didn't keep doing because i was doing other things you're like, man, I have time, you know, let's, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. So have you got a kiln? Um, no, but, but, but my, actually now that I'm back here, my, uh, old high school does, and they're, there's cool for me to come and come oh, do it and fire it up. That's there. so cool. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's been cool. It's just, it's been fun to get back into like doing random art shit, you know? I love it. Sick. That's so cool. Right, before we get started with other questions, I've, I've, this question I've always heard about a million different answers to. So I need to ask, where does the name Rab himself come from? Well, so, okay. So the way I remember it and I, you know, and, and there was some hazy years there. So you're, so you're like, <laughs> you know, like how much of this is true? Cause sometimes I'll talk to Joe Franz, you know, you know who Joe Franz is? He's like the camera guy for all the CKY hmm. videos and shit. And he'll have a completely different memory of the same thing. So I'm like, I don't know which one of us is right or wrong. Cause you know, you're, I was half drunk always. And so I don't know what the fuck, but, um, but yeah, so where I, where I remember it from is, um, have you seen the CKY videos? Yeah. 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 So, so the one dude, um, we called him hoof pate, but his real name is Chris Aspate. He, he was like a yeah. great skateboarder and, uh, and he was one of the writers for the movie Haggard that we did. Oh, yes um so he went like basically right when we did cky1 and then cky2k and that was when uh, uh tremaine and knoxville and all them started taking spike started taking notice and that was this was like right before jackass was getting picked up but like people in the skate shops and around westchester kind of knew us from doing the videos so hoof or hoof potato he was like basically making fun of me and Ryan and being like, like we showed up to this party and he goes, Oh, Rab himself is here live in person, you know? And like, like, fuck you, dude. You know, like he's just making fun of me, like thinking like I'm hot stuff. Like, I don't think that, you know? And like, but he was acting like, Oh, you think you're some fucking star? Like just making fun of me. You know, he's like our bud forever. So, um, so, but he called, he called me Rab himself and he called Ryan Dunn himself. And for some odd reason, like it stuck to mine. And then I'm Rab himself. And then 
And we were just talking about this the other day, how Ryan got that nickname Random Hero. And it was because Novak kept saying that because this kid that we know, Omar, like he was helping us out because these these other like meathead dudes wanted to beat us up at the bar. And when we were like, you know, jackass has just happened. Girls were like wanting to hang out with us and shit. So then the meathead dudes were all jealous and pissed off. So they wanted to kick me and Bam's ass. And then Omar, who's this friend of ours, he's like this tough ass dude. He he stood up for us. And then the bouncers, they all broke up the fight. And then he when he was getting taken out, the cops tried to arrest him. And he he like shook the cops and ran like a motherfucker. And like just he was like this. Uh, he was a college football player, like running back. So like oh, he's wow. so fucking fast and he yeah. just gone like and the cops <laughs> couldn't get him. They had to get into the car and he ran like seven blocks up. And then, oh, and then the, by the time he they got him, some random fucking hero jumped out of the bushes and tackled him. <laughs> and then Novak was like, what the fuck? This fucking random hero. Like, why the hell do you want to be that guy and stop him for the police? Like, let him get away. Like, you know, and it was like fucking random hero. And then that then he just started throwing around random hero all the time. So then that be then that became Ryan's name because Ryan was the dude that would always do every fucking stunt that you didn't want to do. Like if you were too much of a pussy, he would jump up and do it. You know, like if you're like getting ready to ride a bike off a roof and you're like, I don't know. He's like, dude, fuck off and then get it. And he'll just do it. So like, so you're like, he's the random hero that just saves the day all the time. If, if somebody's being too much of a bitch about it, you know? So, um, so, <laughs> so that, that was, yeah. So he got that nickname instead of, and, and that's how I took rab himself. Oh, that's incredible. That's the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously seems like Westchester was like the best place to grow up at that time. The, the amount of stories oh, and stuff. Man, it really, really was. Like, um, you know, it, it it's kind of crazy because when you think back, you're like, that whole CKY collective like was with like Darren Miller and Jess, Bam's brother Jess Margera and mm. Chad Ginsburg and like all those guys. They started. They they formed the band. And we did all the jackass stuff. And then Maldonado, um, I mean, Kerry Getz was actually from Lee Heighton, but he was down in Westchester a lot. And so they all three became professional skateboarders. Like there was a lot of really cool shit that was happening in, in our small little town for some odd reason. And uh, and we just got to be a part of it, you know, and it is like a super small little town. It's amazing. So I remember seeing it on like Viva La Bama and stuff like that. It is a really small town. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, Philly's like 40 minutes away, but it's, but where we're at, I mean, there, I think it's like 15,000 people or something, you know, like not, not, it's super little, you know, like, um, but it was, I think that was what was part of it too, is there was freedom to just kind of go about doing what you're doing and you're not getting bothered by it. You know, like if you try to pull that shit in the city, you're getting arrested like quick, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> You know, so it was like cool to have like, you know, we did shit like throw it, which was fucking stupid, but like throwing dead like dummy bodies on the cars and shit like, you know what I mean? Like that, because <laughs> when you think about it, you're like this shit, like you can't get away with that now. But like back in like the early 90s when we were doing that, you know, it was like, you know, people didn't even know what the fuck happened. And before that, by the time they knew what happened and tried to call the cops on, we were out of there. So it was like, you know. <laughs> You could get, but like, yeah, if you tried that now or in a city or something, you'd be like, you know, you'd, there'd be some trumped up charge and you'd be in jail or some shit, you know? <laughs> it's, 
Fuck it, the world these days, man, is just not what it used to be. I know, I know, no. we're obviously we're all getting older. Like, oh, you know, back in my day, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I I can't tell you how many times I sound like that fucking old man. Like, <laughs> get off my lawn! You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just like fuck. I'm becoming that person, but uh, but it really is this different like vibe where there's there was a lot more freedom, you know, and now you're oh, yeah. sort of mm -hmm. like. You're really boxed in. Like you can't if you say something, you're you're bound to step in shit and piss somebody off, and then this and that and whatever. And then like just the stuff that we got away with, like you could never get away with it now. Yeah. But, just, but you know what's crazy? Because um I actually and I don't know, I can't talk about it much, but I did uh I was working on the Jackass 4 for a little while and mm -hmm. um like doing the um camera stuff, but there, I mean, the, the chemistry is still there and it's still fucking hilarious and it's still all that awesome stuff. But you did notice like the difference was you're not really going out in public and like, uh, and also because the pandemic happened in the middle of shooting it, but you're not really going out in public and, and pulling the shit that you used to because it's sort of like hard to do, you know, one, yeah. because they know who Knoxville is or, or they know who Preston or whoever is, but like, uh, and other is like, yeah, it's it's kind of this, you know, very PC world. So it's it's uh, it's tough. It's but I did. But I did see uh, I did just watch Bad Trip. Um, what's his name? Eric Andre and uh, Tremaine and them made that movie. And that that shit was pretty funny. He did some really funny shit in that movie. So uh, and he came out for a little bit, some bits on on the jackass stuff. So. I mean, there there is definitely um, some really good. It's still the chemistry's there, and it's really funny. But yeah, you see how times have changed a bit, and you have to sort of uh, shift to that, you know. Yeah, I can't wait. Cannot wait for the fourth one. But um, okay. it's just almost like, what do you mean I can't run on the street and not pin shit myself anymore? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. Like, dude. And, and it's funny because now I'm changing diapers. My little daughter's like taking way bigger shits than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's just fucking around. But yeah, it's funny. It's like, this is how it's done properly. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you shouldn't even wear a diaper. Just go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm like, I go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Turn on some uh, some B-52s and get her running down the street. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Just dude, I'll call George like, Carlin. All, like a bunch of us are parents now and shit, you know? Like, I mean, Knoxville was early. He already was when we first started the show. But um, but like Bam is. And then uh, Pontius and uh, Pontius and my daughter, Pontius' son and my daughter were actually due on the same day um wow. but they but he came a little early and she was a day late so then they were on different birthdays but they were originally both supposed to be born on the same day which was wild you That's know incredible and we, we were kind of like whoa this is a crazy coincidence that it happened exactly you know yeah, so we we're both fucking on the same night but <laughs> 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 you both you play you play like talk to about it's like tonight yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> High-fiving while we're yeah. uh, I'm totally coming in her tonight, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, oh. Let's, come, let's come out at the same time. Yeah, you're, you, are, you, are you ready? Yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> so how how did the whole concept of CKY and Jackass come about? How did you think, do you know what be really funny? Let's just do some shit and film it. Well, you know, it was weird because um, it was more uh, directly related to Bam skateboarding. And um, so, so Phil, Bam's dad, when we were super young, like Bam, uh, I, I'm not exactly, I can't, the, the ages like, you know, kind of slide together, but, but him and I, we met when we were like in first grade, you know? So, uh, by the time fifth grade came, Bam was sponsored by the local skate shop was getting like free decks and doing like skate demos at the, at like the little fair thing that Fuck. they had in town. Cause he was like, he was just one of those dudes like prodigy thing like just immediately awesome at it i always joked about it because i was like i taught you how to how to ollie straight because like when we were first skateboarding he already could do the harder thing and couldn't do the easier thing so the normal like straight ollie yeah he was like how do you do that and then he just did a 180 ollie and you're like <laughs> Wait, you already did the harder part and this is like in first grade you know and so then like, like just don't turn your foot like just and then he just got that down super easy then everything then his dad uh went and built two skate ramps in the backyard and that's where it really just took off because all of a sudden he had like you know like you know like a shed in the backyard like um i don't know what you'll call it but it's like it's like where you keep like the um grass cutters or like all the tools yeah, and shed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shed. yeah so they had one of those but it was like a two-story one so then they cleared it out and made it like the skate shop so you like build your skateboard in there and then you go out and then there's like the two ramps and bam would get up on the the roof and fucking ollie off the roof into the ramp and like oh. this is at like nine years old you know like Shit. so like he was nuts from the beginning and we like I, I was like dropping in and then i could drop in switch so he was always like damn rab you could do switch you know like he would always talk me up, but like, but he was like on this other level that I was just way scared to try any of the shit he was trying. And so he got good at it. And uh, like I said, getting like noticed by the local skate shop, getting some free skateboards and stuff like that. His dad went and bought one of those big ass old uh, VHS like video recorders, you know, <laughs> with this big like tape in it. And he, he got that thing and was like filming Bam skating on the ramps to try to do like a, a sponsor me video, you know? So, ah. so he had to, that video. And then that was where Bam was like, yo, like when, when we weren't skating, he would take him and be like, let's film a skit, you know, let's film something. And we would just do stupid shit. This was like, we were like 10 years old, you know? So it was like just dumb shit of like, okay, um, get the neighbor, Tim, and he's going to be the teacher. And then we're just going to like fart on his homework or what, you know, like whatever, like, <laughs> Just dumb shit, you know, that like just do stupid little like bits that are like making us crack up. And that just kept adding up. And it was like he would just always save the tapes and just will make new tapes. Then it was like, all right, I uh, I thought of this thing to sh like I, I might have been 12, 11 or 12. And it was like, all right, I'm going to shave the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to shave it bald and then I'm like get Phil's suit on. And he was like, 250 pounds and i'm like this little kid i put his suit on and like wanted to go into the restaurant to get like a um like a senior citizen discount you know and it's just, just like stupid shit that we were like this is fucking funny you know like let's do it or whatever and everything just kept like you kept doing more and more and like 
you know, just change it. Like, like, oh, it was like, then the, then one was like, all right, run. Like, I'm going to run down the, uh, the paper towel aisle in the grocery store and just pull all the shit off the fucking, you know, off the shelf and one. like yeah. that stuff, like those little things added up. And then that's what became the CKY video because, um, it was actually land speed was BAM's, uh, company. And I think it was the wheel company. And, uh, so he was sponsored by them for skateboarding and they were, they were trying to put out a skate video. So he had all this skate footage and then Maldonado had skate footage and Kerry gets had skate footage. And, uh, and so they were like, look, we're going to put out a skate video. And, and Bam was like, well, I have all this fucking crazy, stupid footage of us just doing nonsense. That would be funny to like put in between the skateboarding. And then, so that's what happened. And that's what became the first CKY video, which was technically the land space, uh, the land speed skate video, but it was land speed CKY. It was actually called camp kill yourself first. Then they changed it to CKY to try to make it not as, you know, not as health to try to sell it, you know, <laughs> like kids, kids weren't allowed to buy camp, kill yourself. So they were allowed <laughs> to buy CKY, you know, um, and that was what became the first skate or the first uh, CKY video. It was like a mix, but there was a lot more of the crazy shit than skateboarding. And then when, by the time the second one came around, it was like a lot less skating, but like still skating. But but then majority of all the nonsense that we were doing, you know, and uh, and then that's what led to that. Uh, the CKY 2K was really what um, Brandon Brandon DiCamillo's freestyle, like his Chinese freestyle and all that stuff oh. that was on there. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> those, those things about. really like put it on the map like that. That and the shopping cart shit, you know, like that was what <laughs> people were like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know, like and. <laughs> I think that stuff is really what it made like everybody pay attention and go, what the hell is this shit? You know, and and that's where um, because Jeff Tremaine and Knoxville, um, they were over at Big Brother Skate Magazine, like with Rick Kosick and uh, Dave England and um, and 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 we man, it was he was I don't know if he technically worked there, but he was always in it from skateboarding and shit. So like. Those guys, they were doing similar stuff. They they had like their magazine was fucking gnarly and it was awesome. The Big Brother Skate Magazine, that thing had like, you know, it was like the only skate magazine that had like tits in it. And you're like, all right, like I get to look at tits while I'm, you know, and so you're like, you see like some chick with her titties out and then also like some dude stapling his nuts to his leg and whatever, and just crazy oh. shit. So like all that that matched up with exactly what we were doing and that was where tremaine is like the mastermind behind it because he was like yo we're doing this shit. you guys are doing like similar but different shit. and if we put this all together like this would be such a fucking awesome thing and uh so he reached out and then that was what led to the pilot for jackass and uh because Tremaine was good buds with Spike Jones that we had the in there at MTV and um and then that's what got the pilot bought and then they then once they aired it like again people were like what the fuck is this you know and I think that's what led to people being into it and I never thought it would go further than like that one episode but I was all psyched like damn we're gonna be on MTV tonight you know and um and then before you knew it they bought a bunch more and then we were on for years, you know, so it was crazy how that all took off. I, none of us, I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I did, definitely did not think we were going to end up on TV and doing any of that. It was just like, we're just doing funny shit with each other, 
and it just kept growing and going and going. And it, it ended up becoming like a fucking 10 year ride, you know, of just having such a wild fucking crazy life for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that show blew up. Like, yeah. It was, it was a it was phenomenon. Crazy. Yeah. I know. And it was, it was so wild that it happened. Like I said, it was like hard to believe, you know, like just being a tiny little part of it. It was like, fuck, this is like wild, man. You know? And then all of a sudden like Knoxville, cause he's so goddamn sexy, just became like the most <laughs> famous person ever, you know? And like, and you're like, God damn, everywhere you went, they're like Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville. And like, you know, and it was just like, holy shit, this is like craziness. And then I remember Knoxville coming to uh Westchester you know like our small little town um he brought Rolling Stone with him and we were like taking rolling shoots for Rolling Stone magazine and I was like god dude, this is crazy like I'm in a fucking Rolling Stone magazine you know like um so that stuff was like just yeah getting wild as it was blowing up and going you know going crazy so you're a jackass OG then Chris yeah 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 yeah. I know it is wild now too because you're like you know, I'm the youngest out of everybody, but I'm I'm be 41 in a week, you know. So um and it's like, you know, I was I was 19 when we were putting together the pilot. Uh I turned 20 in May and then uh and then in October it aired. So I was 20 years old when it aired. And it's then nice. now you look, I'm like, I'm 41, and it's just wild that you know, because you think when you're 20 years old, you think like, I fucking know it all, man. I'm 20, dude. I fucking got it, you know? And like, and then now, like when you're 40, you're like, I don't know shit, you know? Like, <laughs> but it is like that, that weird feeling of like 20 something years later, you know, it's crazy to look back and think how young you were then. And, you know, and all that. It's crazy. Well, happy birthday for next week. Yeah. Oh, thanks, brother. You know, it's funny. Look at this, like, wait, right in that corner. I'm going to get it because I, I didn't even realize I was sitting back there, but I have this. Um, oh, no way! This old Viva La Bam board. Awesome! Holy shit! So, it's so funny. You probably can't read it, but it, it's fucking funny. So Mark Hanna, who was on Haggard, he was like, "Hey, Rab, remember the first time that we met when we were doing that blowjob class, like, or some shit, like, basically, like when we were learning how to suck dicks?" And you're like, <laughs> you're like. You're like and he signed it like that like oh we remember we were learning how to give proper blowjobs and i was like dude no one else is signing this that's it like i didn't want because the whole cast is going to sign it i was like no fuck that just hannah you know like so 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 just hannah has the fucking blowjob signature and then uh yeah oh that's crazy yeah it's good but like like i said that show was global like there was a british ripoff version called dirty sanchez which yeah. some people vaguely remember but what do you think it was that about it the show that was so popular that made it was so appealing that made it so popular i should say um like it's funny because i always just felt like and, and dirty sanchez was funny and they did wild shit and like the dudesons did crazy shit like you know there was a there was a lot of uh similar things and and i remember at the time you know, people would be like, oh, like we came up with that first or we did that first or whatever. And you and you're sort of like, OK, I mean, I don't know, like maybe you did. But like but like <laughs> we, it ended up that we ended up being the ones doing it. But like but the thing for me that felt like why people would say that or why it became so popular is because 
even though some of the specific things we would do might be our original concepts or things like that, the the major concept of a bunch of friends hanging out just fucking off is what I feel like made it huge. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, there was funny stuff and, and there was all these funny little bits and all that stuff, but, but really what I felt like people connected with was like, dude, that's just like me and my friends. Like, and, and we fucking fuck off just like that. And, and we could relate to it because, you know, every, like I, I toured with like rock bands and shit and would like open up and, uh, and be like an MC for them and introduce the bands and do shit. I did that. And every tour bus I was on with every rock band was the same goddamn thing as all my friends growing up. Like everybody's like fucking lighting somebody's fart on fire and then like <laughs> pulling their underwear over their head or whatever. Like, and there was just always craziness going on. So it was like, yeah, this is why it took off because everybody is doing this and everybody can relate to it and our stuff just started to go to a place where you're like all right well now we have to top the crazy shit we did last week so we'll top it this week and it started getting more wild and more wild but but really i think it's just that everyone could relate because it it's the same as your group of friends at home like everyone's fucking around like that and that's why I think it, it it did connect with so many people, you know, and and that's why like when people said, oh, we did it first. I'm like, you probably did. I mean, like, I don't know, you know, like because I, I remember talking to my dad and he was like, dude, we used to get our friends in the shopping carts and push them off the fucking side of the thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's 30 fucking years before that, you know, like, yeah, it was just a, you know, it was just a thing that we happened to be right there at the right time with the video camera and doing the stuff that everyone could relate to. And then I felt like that's why it, that's why it took off, you know? Yeah. And there was nothing else like it. There nothing before, you know, there was nothing before it at all. It was completely in on its own. Yeah. I think that's why it did so well. But um, like you said, so you obviously had to top the week after the week after that, et cetera. How did you come up with the ideas for stunts? Because obviously to begin, I imagine like, oh, this will be fun. Let's just do this. But then obviously when it becomes a big show, you're like, Right, shall we jump off that roof in Tatsu and Paul? Should we yeah. should we drink that sweat from Preston while he's running on the treadmill? Or? Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. That shit is nasty. <laughs> I, I love to just be in the background watching that kind of shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm not drinking Preston's sweat. That is fucking disgusting. You know? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like um, I think so so mainly like I mean, at least I know for for um for most of us, like so for the jackass stuff, like Preston actually does a lot of the writing. Um, but like, you know, uh, Knoxville, Tremaine, and then everybody comes in with little bits and pieces. Like even for the new one, I threw a bunch of ideas Jeff's way and was like, dude, if these work, do it. You know, I, I'm not in it as far as um, doing the stunt stuff. Um, I'm more, I was just doing camera work, but um but it was like, yo, th- this funny shit came to my head. And if this works, do it, you know? And so it sort of was like that, like everyone's just spitballing. And a lot of times, like I, I could remember the one idea that I didn't want to do that. That's why random hero Ryan does it because he's the man. But um, right. So Bam grew up across the street from a shit plant. Like oh. they, 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 it was a waste treatment mm. thing where they like, they fucking <laughs> sifted all the shit from everybody in the neighborhood. So like, so you could just smell hot shit on like oh. a summer afternoon. Like oh. <laughs> so we always used to say, you know, we, it was called the dude plant, the, the turd, the turd factory, like whatever, like name it like a million different things. And like, and like, I, I remember when we, when Jackass was just starting, Bam was like, yo, 
do you have any ideas i was like oh, i was like what if i swam in that shit plant and he was like you wouldn't do that i was like no nah, actually i wouldn't fucking <laughs> and like and then he could like he we convinced ryan to do it like ryan we didn't have to convince him i mean he was like well fuck, i'll do it like you know like because i was being a pussy about it and being like oh i don't think i want to because like I was just thinking about like, isn't that shit like a biohazard to be in somebody else's shit? Like I was thinking of, like, I was thinking way too much. And Ryan was thinking more about like, we got to get footage, dude. You know, so like I'm doing it. And he put on the fucking snorkel and just right into the oh. shit. And you're like, <laughs> so like that stuff, you know, like there was times where like, you know, that where you would come up with something and you don't want to do it, but then somebody else is like dying, like wanting to get footage. So they're like, I'll fucking do it, you know, and and that'll lead to, you know, every one of us did that for each other. It would be like, try this, do this. And I like there was one where I was running around like Georgia the jungle in these puddles with like <laughs> like naked or something. And that was Aspate telling me an idea to do, you know, and like it would just be like everyone started to think for each other because sometimes it was easier to write for the, the other person like like. If you're like, all right, well, I know Ryan would fucking do some gnarly shit with his bike and ride it off the church roof, you know, like, and like, I don't know if I want to do that, but he'll do it, you know? And then he would be like, well, I know Rab will do something with shit. Like he, I don't want to do that, but he'll do it. You know, like, um, if it was like, you know, like, cause when we were out in LA one time, like in the beginning of shooting it, it was like, oh dude, I got to take a shit, you know? And, um, and we had this rental van, like one of those 15 passes. And I was like, I'm just going to stick my shit, my ass out the window and take a shit on the highway, you know? And they're like, no, you fuck them. I'm like, dude, I'm doing it, you know? And like, so I shit and there was somebody with like a fucking convertible driving, like right next to us. Like, no, no, like, no, and there's just shit like diarrhea shit just splattering out. And they're flipping the fuck out. Like, what the fuck? You know, like trying to get away. <laughs> Yeah, like, and like, you know, but it's just like my asshole and my balls hanging out of the room. <laughs> you know? But like that kind of stuff was, was like that was probably more my speed. So if there was a thought like that that Ryan had, he would be like, "Yo, Rab, you need to do that." Or, or like, you know, like I say, if it, Brandon's Brandon now he's he Brandon Camillo is the only one that like nobody wrote for him. Like he he is a fucking comedic genius so like and still is to this day like you don't need to he'll come up with way better shit than you would ever be able to think of so like just his mind the way it works and the way it goes on things like it's just like he would always come up with his own stuff and do his own little like bits of voices of you know we're gonna do like like the fucking joust thing in the store and like the hockey <laughs> fights in the store you know like because he came up with that because he's like an he did like an announcer voice like you know he's like the puck is being passed here and then he does this whole like, announcer voice and then it comes up with the idea like let's have a hockey fight in the middle of the fucking store you know like pulling pulling the hockey shit off and punching everybody and then like he's like let's go into the grocery store and just ride our bikes with jousting things you know like it's like like that you're like fuck that's amazing you know like that's that's brandon you know that dude he he was the guy that you know really was the one that started the shopping cart thing and like and because he had he he had like some old pumpkin from halloween and he cut the back off and just slapped it on his face and jumped in it and then like was running and we were just like 
what the fuck you know like filming him but he's just he's that guy that would just go off on like it's so fun to watch the way his mind works another guy like that is Pontius though Pontius is like is similar like it's just so fun to watch his mind work too you know like when you're sitting on set um with jackass stuff now and you're like going getting ready to film like a bit and then if you if you're like everyone's like you know sitting around waiting or having lunch or whatever getting ready to set it up and then Pontius if you like look over he's like in his own world just talking to himself like about like some whole scenario that he's making up with voices and shit and like and he's just doing this whole funny fucking thing to make himself laugh <laughs> but like you get you get to sit in on it and I'm like dude fuck get the camera on that you know like and he's just like oh yo rap you know like just over there like having fun you know like and just doing it himself and he's just that kind of guy too and him and Brandon were, were similar in that, you know, are, are similar in that, in that respect. Like you can't make stuff up for Chris and you can't make stuff for, up for Brandon because they just, they have a mind that works different than all of ours. Not to say that we can't all be funny, but like they, that they just have a different thing, you know? I'll never forget Pontius stole my heart with the, with the Jackass, the movie, when he's doing the song about a sand vagina. I was like, this is the <laughs> greatest thing in the world. But yeah, I, I used to sing that song all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, but man. Talk, that, talking that's to that's how it is, man. That shit will get in your head if you're around him and he's doing something like that. You'll just get like, yeah, just laughing. But speaking of the movie, obviously a couple of years after the show ended, I believe it was before the first movie happened, wasn't it? Yeah yeah um yeah well yeah the, the the show was like 2000 to 2001 and then in 2002 the movie came out so that must have been really surreal the idea they wanted to do an actual movie of that i know well that was that was what was really crazy because um you know i think like when we were doing the tv show that too though we went to like the mtv awards and stuff and that was like the first time you're on like a red carpet and it was weird because you're like i was like this is fucking weird like i i you know when you see it on tv you're like whoa this thing and then when you get there this is like huh, this is like different than i thought and uh and it's a, just a weird experience kind of and then you know um but you do it and it, and you know and it's sort of i hate that word but surreal in a sense that you're in the midst of doing it and uh and then yeah when they wanted to do the movie that was crazy because they really wanted to keep going with the show but knoxville um he was getting offers to do like men in black and these other movie things and he was like yo he basically said to everybody i'll do i'll keep doing the show like we'll, we can definitely keep doing the show but it's up to you guys because you know it is a lot like like when we did the CKY stuff, it was like years of time to make like an hour and 20 minute thing or whatever. Whereas we're trying to pump out a half hour every week. You're like breaking your arm and then this happened and you're like, dude, this is fucking hard. Like Ryan's jumping off of buildings with broken arms now. And like, you know, and you're like, fuck, this didn't heal yet, but we got to film this other thing and do this. And so just trying to keep up with that pace of doing that much stuff right in a row was really hard. So everybody kind of agreed like, no, we're good. You know, we're going to go move on. And because of that, that's what like MTV films and Paramount are basically in bed together. So they were like, yo, let's 
approached them with the idea of doing this movie and all of us were like yeah that's that's rad because um like i said you can like take more time to build up everything that you need for like an hour and a half and have it be like the best of the best stuff and not feel like you're just putting something out to hurry up and put it out and mm. uh and that was like that was what was awesome about the movie and then what was also really cool about it is that like nothing had ever been done like that like there was never like a re i guess i hate to call it reality because it's a lot cooler than like a reality show yeah, but like absolutely. but 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 like to do something that was like in real time with us doing like bits and pranks and all that kind of shit on the big screen like that like had never happened you know it was yeah, always like a movie yeah. you know like it was like you know tom cruise is fucking rescuing somebody on the screen like you know and, and instead of like um instead of this kind of a style of like comedic kind of real-time shit um that was really neat to, to witness that and be a part of that and see that it kind of broke down that door because then there's like the borats and like the impractical jokers and all these other people mm -hmm. that do similar type of movies um but that was like a first of its kind in 2002 you know there that had, wasn't like a main thing that was happening the the massive hand in the third one at the beginning of the third movie <laughs> is probably one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life especially oh, because no fucking knew about it as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude it's so good like yeah i just getting like and, and getting people to like fall for that bullshit. like hey just walk a bunch of like like uh fucking milkshakes in here or something like <laughs> all right <laughs> you know like well like <laughs> like why would that make any sense and then it, oh. you figure out why it doesn't make any sense because they're just gonna smack the shit out yeah. of you and it was gold yeah. it was absolute yeah. gold <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so good man that stuff so is just so funny so personally i was a huge fan of viva la bam and haggard that sort of era so that show just looked insane, over the top, just mental at good old Castle Bam. <laughs> was it as fun as it looked just being you and the CKY guys again? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's weird and I don't want it to go to a downer, but here's the thing that it was like the first couple seasons of Evil of Bam were really fun and they were fucking awesome because they were new and we were like, you know, I think what we were sold on with that show after the after doing the Jackass movie, because they wanted to do more. They were like, oh, can we bring back the show or we want they wanted to do something. So that's how they got Wild Boys. And that's how they got Viva La Bam to happen. What about Wild Boys? And, and what's that? I forgot about Wild Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Steve Owen and yeah, yeah. the show. And uh, and so they because they were just trying to get us back anyway. But like I said, Knoxville had, had like a movie career happening and he liked the idea of doing the jackass movies because again you're breaking yourself off so like going back to doing a show and doing it every day is like dude jesus christ you know like let let your fucking broken arm heal and then do another one <laughs> yeah. so um because i mean knoxville's a gnarly ass dude he'll try some crazy shit like and he's not he's not he's not like some bitch you know like it's not anything like that it's just that you know some of the stuff he was doing was 
fucking crazy. Like he shot himself with a gun, you know, like with a what? with a bulletproof vest. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. Like that kind of shit. I'm just like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like I like I like because you know people would say that to me. Like I remember meeting um Bruce Irons, who's this like amazing surfer, and he was like. Rab, you're fucking crazy. I'm like, dude, you surf on 30 foot waves. Like that's way fucking crazier than anything I'm doing. You know, like, and, and, and like, and, and you would think that and you, you see people that are doing shit and you're like, Knoxville's way fucking crazier than I ever would try, you know, like, but in the group, you know, which one will do this and which one will do that. And like, somebody thinks it's crazy that I'll take a shit on something, but like, <laughs> then somebody think, you know, but I, I'm like, that's nothing like compared to whatever, you know, so everyone's crazy is like a different barometer, you know, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. so, uh, <laughs> so, but, you know, I think, um, afterwards when we did Beaver La Bam and, and they did, uh, wild boys, that was the thing like wild boys had gotten picked up. And then, um, I think we originally wanted to have Tremaine be producing our show, but he was producing that show too. And, um, and then so we got in with Dakota, which was another company, Troy Miller and those guys, and they did um, Mr. Show. I don't know if you know that show, Mr. Show with like um, no, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, like it was on HBO back in the day. And then Tenacious D, do you know, um, like Tenacious D with Jack yeah. Black and that. Yeah. So they did all those kind of shows. They also did Flight of the Concords, um, oh, yeah. like a bunch of shows like that. And but this was like the first show that they had done that was like ours that was like a reality sort of jackass meets the osborne sort of thing is what they were saying and um yeah we were told that it was like a cky show and we were like okay this is rad and then it sort of became more about like the bam's parents and these things and like and and mtv was sort of trying to make it be the next osborne's you know, and, mm. and so it was sort of like, okay. And then, like I said, in the beginning, it was very much like everybody's on board, everybody's having a blast. And then it got to this point where we were like, they're like, all right, Reb, like get here at 7 a.m. And then, and then by like 5 p.m., they're like, Reb, okay, we're gonna, we're ready to shoot with you now. I'm like, dude, I've been sitting here for 10 fucking hours. Oh. You know, like, so, so it got to be like that, which was sort of lame. And like I said, I don't want to take it to that lame spot. Um, but That's okay. it, it got more Hollywood and got more produced and it got more like, okay, we got a break now because someone has to eat their vegan meal and then somebody else has to smoke a cigarette, you know, and you're like, fuck that. I'm on the top of the roof and I'm like, I'm an adrenaline pumping and I'm fucking ready to jump off this goddamn thing. Like, so it just sort of got a little bit like, like that, you know, Hollywood, that Hollywoody like, yeah, production yeah. crew thing where when we first started it was like skate skate videographers that are like yo fucking do it you know and like <laughs> nobody needs to get their vegan meal you know like it's <laughs> like 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 everybody's just ready to fucking film you know so like so it sort of killed the vibe of certain things but at the same time it captured it well too and it um i, I there was times where I was annoyed with it. And then there was times like later on down the road, when I got to look back, I really do have fond memories of the show. Um, but it was like at certain times where you're like, dude, fuck, this is not like how we like to do it, you know? And, and once lawyers get involved and more money yeah. and all that stuff, then it becomes that sort of thing. And, and that's why for me, you know, and I, like I say, I don't like to go to that negative space, but, but it's, it, but it's like, 
CKY and, and the Jackass stuff was definitely more of like the natural, normal way of doing things. And then as Viva La Bam came, it was like that for the first two seasons. And then it got more and more produced and more and more slowed down. And okay, we're going to get Rab to do the kick in the nuts at 3.30, you know? And you're like, oh. what? No, yeah. like kick in the nuts. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, like Roger's right there. Like he's already got the camera pointed at me. Why are we waiting till 3.30? <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of shit. So like I said, I, I, it, it sounds bummy to like, you don't want to talk about it like that because it was a lot of fun too. And I, and I can't deny that those were the great, you know, some of the greatest years of my life. And, um, and we got to experience so much and travel all around Europe and Brazil, South America and, and, you know, all around the world really. And, uh, Iceland and like doing all that and going to like, you know, we had cool shit where we were just like flying to Dublin for a few days to watch him play. And then, you know, and then like go to Amsterdam to, to catch CKY playing there. And then, you know, and it was just such a fucking rad part of my life too. It's just more the production of the show started to get a little bit lame. Cause you're like, dude, like we're fucking gnarly ass people. We don't need to have it be like, we don't need some dude to put pads down while we're trying to do something. You know what I mean? Like they would get like a stunt guy and be like, hold on. The lawyer said, that you know, we don't want you to hurt your knee, Chris. You know, you're like, fuck this dude. Like, you know, like I, I want to fucking do it the way we do it, you know, like, um, and you know, and then that's, but that's all part of it. And that, and that's, I think part of what the story becomes when things get successful is then a lot of people, then there, there becomes like, there's this funny ass fucking bit that they they do too many cooks and like it's like too many cooks too many cooks and it's this video that keeps doing it, like too many cooks in the kitchen you know yeah. but like it just keeps doing it and it's like yeah it just seems like you're just like take a like dumb it down and just have Franz here and just have Roger here and then like get rid of all those people oh there was this fucking funny story that I was thinking of uh, <laughs> when when we first started this guy was a sound guy and you know like when they put the mic on you you yeah. like sometimes you forget you have the mic on so yeah. like so we're all sitting there with the mic on and the show like just started and this guy comes in and he's the sound dude and then his his boom op was this like hot ass sexy like babe that you're like what the fuck like and somebody was like dude it, she looks like like she could be like a stripper or something and then somebody else is like she is a stripper and he left his wife and kids for her and then he made her into like the boom operator and like he took her off the pole and put her on another pole and, like, <laughs> and, like, and then and we were all fucking making fun of it and doing that and they heard it all oh so like, we we're like fuck they had their fucking microphones on the whole time so then <laughs> they quit like right away and then we ended up getting this other dude rob scott who was fucking amazing and he was with us the whole run and he was so fucking rad that like it was it, it was all meant to be but it was just a funny ass moment I, for some reason that stuck in my head right there because like, you can see like oh yeah oh oh really oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i'll fucking show you then <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> exactly dude. it was so good but uh so so what led you to step away from it all then? Because obviously you weren't in the second and third Jackass movies and you weren't in Bam's weird marriage program, if memory serves. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, it's weird. I, 
you know, during those years, I didn't talk about it much, but I've talked about it now because, um, you know, uh, it's all water under the bridge and we've we've moved forward. But Bam and I had a falling out like right after the um, Viva La Bam show. I was kind of tired of him. Um, I just felt like there was some major ego shit going on. And um, and there was some just he was treating us and certain people just shitty. And I was like, I've had enough of this nonsense. I'm not dealing with it. So I. Um, kind of stepped away from him for a while. Um, and then, but I stayed, you know, I stayed close with Brandon and Rake and, and his brother, Jess and, and, and Darren and all those. I stayed close with everybody and I toured with CKY. I went around with them on their tours and, you know, come out, introduce the band and then sing the fucking Gigi Allen song with them and shit. Like we would do that, you know, and, and, and uh, I just sort of was steering clear of BAM for a little while, just cause it was like, I don't know. It was weird, man. When you when you uh, when you when you grow up with someone and you're like best buds with them from six years old, and then you watch like people get famous and money and things, and you watch it change people, and you're like, ah, I just wasn't into it, you know. And um, and it just shit changed, and then all of a sudden, a, a relationship that was super close it was hard to talk to that person. And it, that was weird, you know, cause you're like, this was the guy who was my best friend. And now I have like people I have to get through to talk to him, you oh, know, like, so it just man. became like weird in that sense. And, uh, and it sort of just, I don't know. It just sort of went that way. And um, for a couple of years, I just sort of steered away from that. But I remember cause Ryan reached out to me cause Dunn reached out and was like, yo, like Bam was saying like, you know, let's just squash that shit and like come to Jackass two. And, and honestly, I wasn't not in Jackass two because of anything with Bam and people thought that, but, but my real on, I'll, you know, and I'll put it out there. The real honest God thing was they weren't paying any money. So it was like, I'm not really going to do this anymore. Like I had a blast and it wasn't about the money, but once you saw people getting rich and you weren't, you're kind of like, it kind of is about the money because I'm having a blast, but I don't want to be broke and y'all are rich. And then I'm doing the same thing. Like, so it became about a business thing in a sense, like, which, you know, at the time I didn't want to talk about because it sounded lame. It sounded like, oh, I'm being some fucking douchebag, like business guy that wants the money and, and it's all about the money. And like, it wasn't all about the money, but at the same time, it, it, it was like, well, don't fucking rip me off. Like, yeah. you know, at least like take care of me. I've been here from before it was anything. And so I just started, started like fading away. And even in the first movie, I wasn't in it a lot because they weren't offering much. And so it was like, eh, you know, I'm good. You know, like, I, I had the run. I had a fucking blast. It was an awesome time with my friends. I traveled the world. It was all this amazing shit. And I lived like a rock star for a fucking decade, you know, so it was rad. But at the end of it all, you're like, you know, what do I have to show for it um, financially in the sense of like, OK, what am I going to do now? Like going forward, you know, so that was like a point in my life where I had to sort of think about well, fuck what's next, you know? And, and I started to think, well, I need to have some sort of skills because I mean, putting on your resume that you shit on the window in Times Square <laughs> is like, I don't know if people are gonna <laughs> be jumping to hire you, you know? So like, so it's like, um, so, so I was trying to figure out like, 
all right, well, I need to learn more about cameras and I need to learn more about this shit and that side of things to figure out how I'm going to make a living and, and do that going forward. And so that's really what led me to go that direction was like, okay, they weren't going to pay me money that was going to change my life. So I needed to think about what was going to come next. And, you know, like, uh, even though I may come off as a stupid ass on the videos, like, I, I like to think I'm a halfway intelligent person. I have a college degree. I'm, I'm not like, you know, but, um, but, you know, at the same time, I was like, I got to think about my future in that, in that regard. Um, because after I hit 25 and all that, I was like, holy shit, I'm still alive. You know, because I wasn't expecting that, you know, the way we were fucking going with drugs, alcohol, all that shit. I wasn't expecting to be here. So then now all of a sudden I'm here and I'm like, oh, I got to start thinking about this shit. And that was when it was like I tried to get agents and lawyers to negotiate deals and then they wouldn't they didn't want to they didn't want to give me any more money and this and that. So that's where, like I said, I had to start thinking the new direction. And uh, and that's what led to uh, the camera stuff and doing that stuff. And that's been that's been awesome, man, because it's like I'm still in that world. I'm still doing really fun stuff. And and interesting things. Um, and you know, what's funny when I was filming with, with Cossack on the new one, he just looked over at me because somebody, and I, I can't give away anything, but somebody got fucked up bad. And he just looked right at me. It was like, man, aren't you glad you're behind the camera? And I was like, dude, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I do not want to fucking be doing that, that right now. Cause that dude, there's some shit in the new one that's like, holy shit, you know, like, thank fucking God I was holding the camera and not in front of it. But um, but yeah, so there, there's some gnarly stuff. And and uh, and so it's fun. You know, it's really cool. And I get to do I get to travel the world and do all that with 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 a camera now. And and uh, and I, I learned those things and was able to figure out a way to kind of make a living doing that, you know. Yeah, so I mean, it's absolutely. I'm so pleased that you are still here. It's wonderful to have you. You know, otherwise we wouldn't have this conversation right now. So yeah, dude, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's like seriously, it's fair play for for you know for breaking, getting away from you know getting clean, that sort of thing, breaking away from that sort of thing. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and that, and that was the other thing too is like you know, um, part of that answer also has to do with I had some serious issues with drugs and alcohol, you know, and um, and uh i got clean and sober um almost 12 years ago so I, it's actually 11 and a half but um but thank you yeah um it was uh september of 2009 I, I ended up getting sober and um and that's been a huge thing in my life you know um because uh and that's a huge reason why i am here um i had some overdose i had some you know alcohol poison some some major car crashes and shit. like i i've had some some stuff that was pretty gnarly as a direct result of that and obviously lost one of my best friends from it. Um, and, you know, and, and it was so funny because when Rye died, people were like, Oh man, that could have been you. I'm like that. What the fuck is that? I'm like, what the, like say that. Yeah. But, but, that, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, but it was like my fucking brother, you know, like it, it doesn't like it, it didn't make it any better. But at the same time, um, that's where I later as time went, I was able to look at it and be like, look, I don't know why Ryan, and Zach died in that wreck and then why in my wreck I didn't die and I don't think there's any deeper meaning to any of it but for some reason um I didn't and I'm here so then that was that point of like yo I need to like slow this down and figure this out um 
you know, and, and there was a lot of those, those things that led up to it. That was like, yo, I, I need to, I need to take care of myself and start thinking about that kind of shit and thinking about trying to be around here for a little while. Um, especially now I have a daughter, you know, and I want to be here for her and, and that stuff. And, and, um, and yeah, and you know, and it bums you out and not to get into that bum place, but like it bums you out. It's like, dude, Ryan was one of my fucking best friends. One of the funniest dudes I know. And I love the shit out of him. And, uh, and he's not here and that sucks. And Zach was a bud too. I mean, I wasn't as close with Zach, um, as I am with Ryan, but, um, but, but Zach was a funny, good dude as well. And, um, yeah, and that shit sucks. So I had to get away from it. And, and that was part of it too. You know, it was like, I sort of cleared away from, from, from all that stuff and all the friends and the people that I was doing that sort of stuff with until I could handle it. And then once like I could handle my sobriety and I wasn't like tempted to go get drunk or get high or do any of that. Then I started reintroducing all my friends like that, like Novak and all those guys and bam and everybody. And I could be around it and be like, not tempted to want to do it at all. So like, I could still be like, I remember there was, <laughs> this is before Novak was sober. So I could share it. I was in this fucking hotel room and Novak is like snorting Coke off of fucking rubbish heaps dick or something and they were like they were like licking each other's faces and like there's these girls there that like and and i was saying something to like tremaine i was like dude they were trying to say it wasn't gay and and i was like <laughs> and then he was like well like they did have limp dicks so i guess it wasn't gay you know <laughs> and it was just but it was like such a fucked ass situation that i was like oh my god and Bam and I were like trying to listen to this new song that he was playing for me or whatever in the corner. And I just remember being like, this is so fucked, but like I'm sober, but I'm not like that kind of shit is exactly why I'm not tempted to want to do this anymore anyway. Cause I don't want to be snorting coke off dude's dicks and shit. Like, you know, like whatever's like going on over there. It's like, you guys are fucking on something, you know, like, and they were, but, but right. now Novak is, um, is sober. And uh, I think he's coming up on like five years now or something so, um, good man yeah so it's rad and that dude that you know it was so funny we have novak and i talk about uh just funny moments where like so right after rye died uh novak was in was in prison and uh and i i was sober so i got sober and then everybody was meeting up at this bar to get together just to you know um you know get together kind of for rye and novak got out of prison and he came up to the place and he's there and he's like drinking red wine he's you know he's on one and i'm standing there and novak goes yeah dude he's like man something's like way different with you and i was like i was like impression's <laughs> amazing I was like, I was like, yo, I, uh, I was like, yeah, I got sober. And he was like, ah, oh, man, good, man. You fucking needed it. And I'm like, you just got out of prison and you're all <laughs> fucked up and I needed it, you know, <laughs> but like, but that's the way that it was. And like, in my head, I was always like, oh, Novak's worse. And then Novak's head, he was like, well, Rab's worse. So like, I'm good. And I'm like, well, you were shooting dope. He's like, yeah, but I didn't drink and do coke the way you did. Like, you know, and so in his mind, he was like, I was only shooting dope. And I was like, well, I was only snorting coke and drinking. Like, you know, like, you know, and, and you like, you know, so we just learned like at that point, like, oh yeah, of course you just, 
surround yourself with people that are doing all the bad shit too and then you're like well i'm not as bad as that guy or i'm not as bad as that guy it's like <laughs> you're all just as bad as each other you know like but you couldn't see that when you're in the middle of it you know and so it was just funny though he's like yeah you fucking needed it and he's like Dude, you just got out of prison you know you're like all right uh but um but yeah now so he's sober now and it's really cool and it's it's good to see what he's doing because he's helping a lot of people and and uh he's doing rad shit too so so it's good man it's it's good and, and steve-o's got a lot a lot of sobriety as well and and that's Excellent. uh it's good stuff you know it's good to uh see your see your buds because another story with steve-o was like um when i was I, I lived out in california when i moved out there that was probably like 11 years ago or something um I moved out. I had lived there before, but then I moved back out. And now Steve-O and I were both sober. So we met up to go to a meeting. And I was like, dude, all I can think of is like, last time we were hanging out, he's like, we woke up and he's like, yeah, dude, dude, you want some fucking, you want some breakfast, dude? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what is breakfast? And he's like, just a oh. fucking huge line and i was like is that breakfast he's like yeah dude <laughs> yeah so so uh <laughs> so then of course i had to indulge and have some breakfast but they uh but so we that's like the life we were living it was like we were just having cocaine breakfasts and you know and like and then now we're sober and we were like you know living this sober life and it's just so funny to think back in those days like that and be like man wild <sighs> But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. Really, really yeah. love that you're sharing. Now, even stuff about Ryan, you know, because he was an absolute legend. Absolutely. Oh, dude, legend. yeah, hell like, yeah. I just remember when Bam put super glue in his hand and grabbed his beard. <laughs> That's like, fuck that. <laughs> I yeah, I got that, a little really. one going now, and you got that nice big one. I, oh, you can relate, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, cry. man, that shit is funny. And you know what was really cool too about it is like, I've heard this a lot and uh, on like other shows or things, but it, but it really is true. Um, some of the funniest shit happened not on camera, you know? So like some of the memories that I have with Ryan have nothing to do with what we were filming, but just stupid ass shit that we were like, I remember we were in this boat in Venice, like in the water out in the middle of nowhere, totally delirious, just him and I just saying this stupid shit to each <laughs> other about like these hardcore guys, but like saying stupid shit, like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm about to take care of my parakeet, man. <laughs> like, and like, just stupid shit. Like, we kept going back and forth about like, like what would the hardest fucking criminal sound like if he was talking about like drinking tea or like, or like, or like, you know, just like, like waxing his butthole or just something like so like dainty and, and lame. Like, so, so like, but we were just dying laughing like on the floor of this boat like in this little fucking rowboat in venice like and just cracking the fuck up and like crying laughing and like that i have those memories you know like i have those things that yeah. are so fucking rad that like carry me through and like when i'm thinking of them i'll think of different spots like that around the world with him where i just i was lucky as hell to have that experience with him and 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 all my buds but you know like since he's not here anymore you can think of those and and, and re remember those awesome memories and those funny moments and just that ridiculousness and 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 i think um i i that just even right now i feel like just thinking of it i feel super grateful that i had a connect i have ha i've been so fortunate to have connections with people like that that really fucking get it 
and get where I'm at in my head and how fucked up I am, you know, and I'm sure you guys have, you know, you, each other and your buds that you realize like, dude, my brain doesn't think right. And I need to figure out, I need to find somebody else that has the same fucked up thing because <laughs> if I'm with like Johnny, the accountant, like I'm not having a good time, you yeah. know, like, so <laughs> like, it's like this guy that's like, Sorry, oh, I read the Newsweek and here we and like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, like I want to be sitting with, with somebody who thinks like I do, you know, and, and that's, that's where I feel super fortunate, like to have people like Ryan and Bam and, and, and Knoxville and, and Steve-O and all those, you know, and, and DiCamillo and all those guys, like, um, you know, I'm Pontius. Pontius is like the sweetest fucking person in the world. I, you know, he really is. Um, he's like super funny and all that, but he's really the sweetest, like nicest person that always thinks of you and like sends you messages. Hey, I was thinking of you this and then and they're like, dude, what an awesome person, you know? So it, it is like, it's cool because I, I always like hanging out with the freaks because uh, like the normal, you know, Johnny, the accountant is like, <laughs> it, it is like, well, oh, that guy's scary. He's got some fucking mohawk and this, and it's like he's actually the sweetest dude you know. <laughs> you know, like you don't you don't know that. Like I, one of my buddies, Big Dirty, is uh is, is like one of my best friends, Big Dirty, and he has this fucking American Beauty tattoo across his stomach, and he's this big fucking biker looking dude. Looks so scary. Like if you saw him, you'd be like, that guy will fucking kill somebody, and he's the sweetest fucking teddy bear in the world, you know, and like, and actually cares about you and considers you and like, and also funny as shit. But like, you know, it's those kind of people that I've always found are, are, are like, you know, the most interesting and like the best people. So, um, so I've been fortunate to be surrounded with a lot of that in my life. I think Rake is a great example of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, as long as he doesn't breathe on you with that fucking breath. <laughs> 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 but uh dude no he he is amazing too and he and he's so like that too because you look at that guy like the the, the cover of that book says like fuck he's smoking crack in the junkyard and fucking <laughs> listening to slayer all day long but really he's like this brilliant fucking scientist and you're like mm how the fuck like what is that like because he's actually a scientist for GlaxoSmithKline and he works on the cure for cancer like he's fucking brilliant as shit but you what? wouldn't know that because you look at him and you're like yep definitely smoking crack rocks in the junkyard you know it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's not i knew he was clever but i didn't realize that jesus fuck me, yeah dude, he's, he's brilliant like and i mean his brother him and his dad and i mean his mom passed away she was like the sweetest most amazing lady but um but art his brother he works at apple and he's like this fucking crazy computer dude and then uh his dad was a scientist and rake's a scientist and they're like they're they're very very intelligent people um Fuck. but yeah so it's yeah it's crazy because you don't know that like when you're like oh what the hell he's just fucking hellboy from you know from haggard <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then really he's like working on all these crazy fucking you know scientific theories and shit you know so in recent years you've done some incredible things like you've had you have or had your own podcast of the bathroom break what was the idea behind that and is it still a thing because it's not been an episode for a while yeah you know what um uh so i definitely want it to still be a thing i, I what happened is i had a, i had a ba uh, my wife had a baby and we uh we had We've been doing that, but the the she was born two months before the pandemic, 
So like I was, my immediate thought was like, okay, I'm gonna put this on hold for like a month or two months while I'm learning how to be a dad and like figure this out. Cause that shit is like, you know, it's probably one of the hardest jobs, like just trying to figure that out. I don't know if you guys are dads, but like, but yeah, it's like, whoa, this is a whole new learning curve. So I, um, kind of was like putting it on hold for that for a minute. And then the pandemic happened and it screwed stuff up because I, I think I'm just like old school in the sense of like, I really enjoyed sitting down with the person in the room, having the energy of being there with them and mm. like feeling that. And then that I felt like made awesome stuff happen. Um, but you guys are, in, in, you know, inspiring me to get going with it and do it all, do yes. it like this. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> because for real, I mean, this has been fun as hell too. Just, you know, shooting the shit and, and, and meeting people from like across the fucking water to like, you know, on this thing. And it's rad. Like, so, um, but I want to get started again. And I'm, I'm starting, I was thinking about that recently because, um, Mike Maldonado, who's, uh, like the skateboarder from Philly, um, I talked to him and I was like, dude, would you come on and just do like the first episode back? Like, so I can get going again. And he was, he was down to do it. So, um, so I'm just going to try and figure that out and get that going and figure out what, um, guests I can have and, and start doing it again. Um, cause I really did enjoy it. And I just, I think I was, I don't know if it was an excuse, but it was just more like, damn dude, I, I loved like getting over there with them, sitting down and like, having that afternoon with them and like recording the podcast. Cause it was just a nice vibe. And then when you're done recording, you guys hang out, get something to eat, do that and shoot the shit. And it's like a good, nice, fun day. Um, but you know, uh, I gotta, I gotta adjust. I gotta evolve with it and do what you guys are doing, you know, and, and, and just get moving with it. Cause I mean, other people aren't making that excuse like you guys are doing it, you know? And, and so maybe that was an excuse for me, but, um, when I moved, when we moved back here, I did start my little production company. So I've been kind of hustling on that, trying to get that going. And, um, and we did a, uh, comedy movie, uh, like an hour and a half, um, like full length movie. Um, uh, it's called afternooner and uh, a couple guys that, um, I became buds with, um, we all got together and, and produced this movie and that should be coming out like, uh in july or august it'll be it'll be like done and then i think we're gonna do like festivals and then try and sell it to like streaming or something but you know it's one of those things where like i i i don't you know they they would be bummed on me talking like this but i'll just say it for what it is it was an awesome first full-length movie underneath my production company name and underneath theirs because they've done some short films so it's the two of us came together but they never did a full length. I never did a full length. And it's like, it's like our first go at it. So, you know, it's going to be fun. It'll be, there'll be, there'll be some learning curves and some things. So to think that it's going to get out there and just hit it big is like, nah, you know, like the reality is it's probably going to go to a, you know, like a, like a, like a, you know, uh, whatever, a, um, straight to a, DVD. a film festival. <laughs> What's that? That's a good straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to DVD and throw it out because no one's watching them anymore. <laughs> I'm only messing it. No, but, but I mean, that's about the equivalent. I'm getting old and I don't know what you would say now for that. <laughs> Neither yeah, do I. I was now thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Go straight to YouTube. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> 
but no, but uh, but you know, I saw some bits of it, and there are some funny stuff. There's some funny good shit, and I've I've seen the clips, and it looks beautiful. It's be- very you know very shot very well, and uh, you know, we shot it on the on the uh, Alexa Mini, you know, the ni- nice nice camera and stuff, and that's been my world for the last whatever eleven years. I've been in the in the uh, in the camera union, so like. I've been doing like the cinematography guild for all these years. And so that's my thing is camera. So I'm kind of a camera nerd at this point, but, um, but we did have a badass camera and some nice lenses that we shot the movie on and looks good. I'm psyched on that. Um, I am going to go out in a couple weeks from now and do a music video with Darren Miller, um, you know, from CKY, he's got the band 96 bitter beings now. And, um, and they're fucking rad. And, uh, and so I'm doing a music video with him uh, in a, probably a few weeks from now. We're going to do that. And uh, so that's exciting, too. And, you know, and those kind of little projects have been good. I'm just rambling. What what, what was what was something? We're talking, about your, pod, we're talking about your podcast, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but we're now yeah. on to your production company. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, can go any, we can go anywhere you like, mate. We don't uh, yeah, mind. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, it was I, the I, next I, question it, anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know, a, a lot of people would say that I love to hear myself talk, but um, just you know, but no, um, so, <laughs> but uh, but you know, so I I got kind of um, sidetracked with the podcast for the production company stuff, but that's all under the same thing. Like my podcast will be under is under that too, and I do want to get it started again. I want I want to get Maldonado on there. I also want to get Ryan G and uh, Tim O'Connor, like some of the Philly skateboarders and that kind of stuff, like. And Ryan G was, uh, he was the dude that did like tons of trans world and thrasher, uh, like cover shots. Like he was an amazing photographer and videographer for all the skateboard world and did all that rad shit. So I'm gonna get him on there. All these buds that are in this area, I want to get them going. I'll probably get Jess Margera back on there. Cause we, we, we could talk for fucking days, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so I'll get them on and get it going again. But yeah, th- th- the whole thing behind it was, um so when i was transitioning from being the guy who shits on things to being the guy who <laughs> needs to figure out how to do shit you know like was <laughs> it was like it was like uh I, I was trying to get hired by the local radio station this was in like 2009 10 like right when i was getting sober and i reached out to those guys because i was buzzed with those guys and they were like oh man we would love to have you but we you know, we can't, we, we can't hire anybody. We don't have any money, blah, blah, blah. It was like, all right, cool. And I had this idea for that show, the local show that I wanted to do this like uh bathroom break, which was like, um, like just like cut to me for a minute. And like, I could be like skydiving naked with midgets or something, you know, like my, my thought was like, you know, like cut to me and be like, what the fuck is Rab doing now on his bathroom break? Like, and then just be like, out in iceland at the only shit house that they have you know and be like dude like we fished out like you know some vikings turd and whatever happened you know like just whatever nonsense was going on in your head like just like all right cut to me for a minute and call it the bathroom break and i had that idea like way back long ago and then when the podcast things happened and all that um you know, obviously Rogan and, and all those guys like paved the way and Marin and all them, they all paved the way and did it forever. And I was like, oh man, there's too many podcasts. There's too many that I'm like, I, you know, I can never do that, whatever. And then I was sort of in a rut creatively because 
Um, I was doing the camera thing, but to me, like a lot of that became like a technical thing more than a creative thing. So you're like, I know how to do this, but it's not, it's not fulfilling that like need to create something. So that was where the podcast came from was like, Oh, maybe I could just do that. And that'll do that'll get me going. It'll get so, like the juices flowing, get things happening. And, um, and I started like with Cossack, you know, like Rick Cossack and, uh, and then my buddy, Josh Denny, who's a comedian and they did a couple episodes and that was really fun. And I was like, well, let's keep this going. And then, uh, Rick Cossack helped me and he started doing the cameras and helping me with getting guests and all that. And then it just took off and it was like, it was a lot of fun for, for that. And just, just all the guests that I was able to have on there was really fun. And so that's why I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Wonderful. Hopefully it'll get back to normal so we can go sit down together too. You know, I'd love to do that. Yeah. So we haven't been able to do that yet. So oh, is this, it, you guys have, uh, you started during the, well, we started in 2019 towards in 2019, but we weren't yeah. interviewing then we started interviewing when the pandemic happened. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Cause when we started out, it was just me and Jamie just chatting shit. Yeah. And then as it developed, we started interviewing people because like, should we do that? Um, I, yeah. I guess you know because like <laughs> yeah. and then we start interviews when you're like for the first time like uh hi <laughs> <laughs> so you do things and stuff yeah <laughs> and we do things and stuff like <laughs> that's so we, awesome we haven't had the opportunity to actually get out and do anything yet um oh yeah so we're looking forward to that happening so yeah that's awesome yeah dude it's so fun i i, I um I went and sat down um, with Michael Schultz and he's like the dude at Fender. Um, yeah. He, um, he, he does like all of the like um, custom kind of like he, he works with the artists, like the art, all the different bands and the like guitar players, bass players to like help them design whatever guitar and, and bass they want and this and that. And he was telling me rad stories about how like he, they helped like kind of do a replica of flea from chili peppers, like original bass. They did a replica version and he like, he was all excited and he brought it up to him and at practice and like handed it to him. And then he, you know, he started playing it and then he was like, Hey, like, what are you doing for like the next month? And he was like, what? And he's like, you want to go on tour with us and just make sure this thing works? And like, and he was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> and then just like, he took called Fender was like, yo, uh, I'm going to be out of the office for a little while going on tour with Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, uh, and so then he like, you know, jumped on the tour bus with them and went and, and did that. And like, just super cool stuff that you get to hear like rad stories from people. And, and then he connected me um, with with Jim Fairchild, who is the guitar player for Modest Mouse, and uh, and I fucking love Modest Mouse like crazy, and um, and they're one of my favorite bands. And so um, I got to sit with him and talk, and I was like trying so bad to not be like a fanboy, you know, like yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Like really, I'm like, <laughs> if you take your dick out, I would suck. It. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but no you know, homo. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no homo. But, yeah, but so, but uh, but yeah, so it was rad to sit with him, and then um, you know, and then kind of you know, sort of just become buds, and like he and he showed me like new music he was working on and stuff, and it was it just really cool. It, it was cool. It, it's that's what's so cool about it. That's why I want to get back to it is because it it opens doors to new people, and then you're like, oh, I connected with them now. Like now I connected with you guys, and like, and it's just really neat to. To be like yeah. fuck now i know them and then they know the and then like it just opens up your world to to learn new things 
experience new things and 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 that's uh and that's cool you know now that i'm not taking mind altering drugs i need to do stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> amazing so with green gate just quickly what sort of things are you doing with them is it literally you just making your own movies or are you helping other people with their production and whatnot yeah i'm doing all types of shit like um like the bread and butter right now is like these little corporate things you know like um i'm doing stuff with this behavioral health company and um, and then this other um, sort of thing for uh, recovery. And then um, I have I have a shoot uh, Thursday with like an ironworks company. They do like, you know, they it, he's like a fucking like blacksmith or whatever and makes like all types of cool shit for gates and like cool like arrow. He's, this one is like an old arrowhead. Like there's this hunter guy that wants to make an original bow and arrow, like not like a compound, but he's like made it from like a tree. And then he's getting like original arrowhead, you know, shit for the arrows. So this ironworks guy is making the arrowheads and doing that. So I'm going to go over Thursday and film that little like bit for them. Um, so it's just kind of like anything that sort of comes up um, is what's paying the bills, you know, like right now, mm. while, cause, because also it was a weird year with um, like Jackass shut down and then because Paramount shut down because of the pandemic. And then I got a little bit of work on the travel stuff, but I don't want to travel as much because of my daughter. And um, and so, um, you know, I was like, OK, let me see what I can do in the area. And those kind of things are coming up in the area. But I did go to L.A. and shoot that comedy movie. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll go back to L.A uh to do the music video with darren and um we did this stupid little like uh animated thing like rab and kiki thing um with this, kid, this, this kid i met yeah like and uh so we were like you know this really crude animation that, that but that was like the point of it but then there's people on there like this animation sucks man you're like you fucking dickhead that's the whole point like you know like <laughs> <laughs> like the whole point is for it to suck it's like it's like south park sort of like it's bad yeah, yeah. But it's good like, so anyway that was fun and like you know just doing all that kind of stuff but um the ultimate goal with green gate is obviously to be producing um just all creative stuff i think but you know i don't know because it all opens up like like the ironworks thing is rad you know and i'll go i would like to go see that and see that get done and and understand how to blacksmith you know like because that's what's been cool about being behind the camera these days is like dude i i went to haiti and did a documentary there and then that like inspired me to start a nonprofit. and now we do work down in haiti you know so like i go i go down usually once a year in into haiti and we do stuff and we like we helped like um spearhead this irrigation system and we got a bathroom built for a little town that didn't have a bathroom and they were like getting all this bacteria from the water because they didn't have a bathroom and they were going in the ground. So now they have a bathroom. And so it's actually like been helping them with illnesses and shit. So like the camera has taken me to all these different things to learn that stuff and do those different things. And so I don't want to limit it, but ultimately my dream is I want to make movies and, and music videos and, and, you know, and stuff like that. But, but then again, you know, the Ironsworks thing is like, oh, that's cool that that came up. And then, you know, and just fun little projects that, that take you in a different direction. And that's what I felt has been so fun about this career um, behind the camera is that 
like if you go to your regular job you just do the same thing again and again and then it's like yeah it might change a little bit but i i feel super fortunate that i get to learn like i i, I went to like a, a dairy cow like uh farm and learned how they make ice cream and all the shit from the you know and like you're like oh this is fucking rad you know and then like just the things that you're like oh i'm learning all this it's almost like a a, a school in a sense like like you're getting to go out and learn all these different things from that and i feel like that is all direct result of of being behind the camera and and getting these opportunities to see that stuff i watched the uh the little vignette you had on your website where you've got the this like the chairs hanging from the ceiling uh the mountains oh. it looks stunning like the oh, whole yeah. the camera everything like there was um the mountain or like the creek whatever it was the uh, canyon sort of thing at the beginning yeah you know, the chairs, there was like the coffee company there's the yoga yeah. i think the Taj yeah. mahal's in there at one point as well yeah yeah just, yeah dude st stunning stunning oh, th work. thanks man thanks absolutely loved it yeah i was just a bit to, to, to say that really it was just uh thoroughly no, i appreciate it yeah, no, i appreciate it it's been, <laughs> it's been fun man because it is like it just takes you to random places and then dude the taj mahal shot was so hard to get because they were trying to charge me all this money like they're like no 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 you're a professional camera you got to pay all this i'm like i just it's just a it's just a like a photo camera because i just took like a little dslr in there yeah like it's a photo camera and they're like no 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 and like and they, they were like they were um they were you know like trying to stop me from that but then finally i was able to convince them it's just a regular photo camera and then i was able to get the video shot of it but like, <laughs> but, it <was> like <laughs> but, but it was like you know just trying to fucking smuggle it in there and do that shit was a pain in the ass but i was like i gotta get this i'm at the Taj Mahal. i gotta get this, this shot right so now yeah. incredible. incredible yeah but but it's mm. uh but it's cool man and it is it is rad how like just that little fucking thing with a lens will take you all around the world you know it's crazy so it's man. been cool right Chris, i know we're running very very close to time with you now but would you mind just answering a couple of questions i've had in from fans before we let you yeah go? yeah yeah let's do it amazing but first one actually comes from myself because i couldn't think of another way to get it in and during the interview so okay did, did you really get kicked out of high school for shitting in or on a locker yes on the lockers yeah <laughs> so it's always so funny because there's so much misconstruction because bam loves to take credit for it but the reality was that's not how it was supposed to get out he always goes oh i dared grab the shit on the lockers like no so what it was is we were bam and i were sitting in this this room that was like adjacent to the classroom we were in bam had missed school because he went on some skate thing i had been suspended so when i got back we had to take this little quiz and we're sitting in this little room adjacent from our health class and the room was this teacher dude that i heard was a creep and was like perving on girls or whatever so i didn't like him so i was like i saw this coffee mug like sitting there on the desk and i was like dude i'm gonna take that to the bathroom and take a shit in the mug <laughs> and then i'm gonna put it back on his desk like and like he when he gets back from lunch there's just gonna be a shit in his, <laughs> in his mug you know like <laughs> like because i like i was like fuck that dude you know like because because i heard that pervy shit so i was like all right i'm fucking i'm doing this so i go to the bathroom to shit in the mug and i'm i'm trying to get it back to the desk but i shit in the mug and then this kid justin beale like comes into the 
the bathroom and I'm standing there with the mug, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like sitting there like, oh, uh, hey, and like trying to cover it because you can just smell the shit oh. like, steaming, you know, like and, and just like steaming off the thing. And you're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? You know, and he's like, uh, all right. You know, like, why do you have a shit in the mug? You know, and so I like walked out of the thing. And I'm like, I'm walking down the hallway and then this girl, Christian, uh, I, I guess I won't say her last name, but she, uh, she was coming down the thing and she was like this really good, like goody two shoes girl that like, oh, no. she, she was going to tell. So yeah. I was like, fuck, fuck. Like she's coming down and I was like, oh, so I just freaked out and then just <laughs> flung it. And then it just like, it flung all over the fucking lockers and there was just shit everywhere and, I, and I, so i took the the mug and then threw it into the girl's bathroom it was like oh but then i noticed that there's shit like on my foot like it somehow got down onto my foot and i'm like no shit like on my foot like i'm gonna get caught because they're, you know, they're gonna know where the shit came from so then I, like, I, I, I took the shoe off real quick and i was running to the fucking water fountain and i'm like trying to rinse the shit off of my shoe in the oh, water God. and then the teacher came, the one teacher came out of the room i'm like oh fuck. you know like, she's like oh my god like what there's like fecal matter on the you know she's like and she so she calls the principal and it's like um somebody defecated on the locker and like i never heard fecal matter or defecated like, i didn't even know what the fuck that was i was like i, I mean i guess that's shit. you know so then <laughs> So then, like, I ran back into the room, and there's still like pieces of shit on the shoe, and so I took it off, and I was like, "Dude," and Bam's like, "Where's the cup?" I was like, "Fuck, dude!" I'm like, "Dude," it, like, "Fucking," I was like, "I was like, there's shit on my shoe." He's like, "What?" And I was like, I was, like trying to rub it in his nose, like, "Get the fuck off me!" <laughs> and then, there, and then the teachers, like, from the other room, he's like margera rab like what's so funny i'm like uh nothing you know like nothing and, and he's like no what's so funny i'm like uh, uh, no never mind never mind like sorry you know trying to be quiet and uh and he's and bam's like what the fuck happened i'm like dude i was like fucking christian came down the hallway and i was like she's gonna fucking see it so i just threw it and then and then the kids like so normally we're in the b-wing and they're supposed to like you get let out a couple minutes early because we were further away from the rest of the school yeah. so they, those kids get let out early but our teacher was keeping us the whole time for some dumb reason and these kids they get out and they were like oh oh what is that dude Ew, dude it's shit you know and you can just hear that in the hallway like and so we're just like fucking cracking up like oh my god oh my god and they could just hear they could just smell the shit and like the teacher kept being like what is so funny we're like no 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 like no never mind you know like, trying to present, play it off and then when we get out and walk in the hallway bam just like walked right up to the principal and like i'm right next to him and he just goes ha ha, ha and points at the shit and then pointed right at the principal and laughed in the principal's face and then pointed back at the shit and laughed and i was like oh fuck like they're definitely gonna know but then i, I we we left i left and honestly it was like one like one class later like a couple minutes later after the bell rang and all the shit they like already knew it was me because i was so bad and i had had a meeting in the morning with the principals that was like uh, and my parents and they were like if you do one more bad thing for the rest of the school year like you're going to get expelled from school 
And I was like, dude, it's fucking January. I'm never going to make it all the way to the end of the school year. So that was why I was like, I'm going out with a fucking bang, you know? And, and uh, <laughs> so I did, I got, I got arrested on all these Trump up charges of like vandalism and like, and because it was a biohazard to have shit on things and like, and like all this. And so I got like arrested in front of everybody and taken out in handcuffs and like, but it was, uh, oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, wow. <laughs> Not worthy, Chris. Not worthy at all. <laughs> Dude, that was so fucking funny. <sighs> uh, <laughs> uh, t- Tom Bruno, he hosts one of the other shows on the network. They had Darren Miller on their show. Uh, he oh, says... Awesome. He said, what was more meaningful to you? Um, a full speed shit sprint or a tandem rollerblading in the nude? Oh, dude. Oh, of course, <laughs> the tandem rollerblading in the nude. Gay, gay fags, even though you're not allowed to say that anymore. Like gay fags is that's the skit from that me and Ryan did. And uh, yes. that has way more meaning because it was with Rye, you know, and, and it's like I'm forever dead. That forever goes down as like probably the fruitiest moment and uh and like ryan's you could just feel his dick in my butt crack you know? like, <laughs> and you're like ew like <laughs> like don't fucking get a boner dude homo. you know like <laughs> but it's like <laughs> but then like yeah like at the end just slapping fives and it's like it did just skating away but the funniest shit was the reactions from people because they were like what the f- fuck is that like we're just skating by in the park like just full naked pants off like just like yeah what's up like we're just butt fucking on the way down the hill you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> and I just remember, like just like there's all these like you know like the, the one dude who like just seemed like this conservative ass guy like oh my god you know like just so fed up with what we were doing and I love that yeah <laughs> so good do you remember the part earlier where you mentioned about your mate snorting coke off the other guy's dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sasha Carey says, um, she just wanted to know if you've ever still been in touch with your mail order bride. Ah, no. I don't know. I have no idea where, where she would be, you know. Um no, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, that's been a long time. <laughs> it took me a minute to remember what she was on about. Her or. after the fact, you know, somebody else probably ordered her. She, she's in. <laughs> oh. uh, Gemma Williams says, firstly, congratulations on your continued success with your drug and alcohol sobriety. Being in the public eye, was this something hard to overcome while going through rehab? Uh, well, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, that is, that is, that was like the hardest thing I ever did. And, um, you know, as far as like the public guy, I, 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 clearly I'm not as known as like Steve-O, you know, so he had it harder. I think, um, uh, you know, some people knew me at the time I, I fade into the, I fade into the abyss at this point in my life, but, um, but like, you know, just wandering around or whatever, you know, like uh, okay. back when the show was on it, it, people would be like, yo, rap, rap, you know, but like now, like, you know, you could just be a regular dude at the grocery store, but, um, but, uh, yeah, when I first was getting sober, there was like this weird moment and, and I'll hold on to it and they'll, they'll call it a resentment, but it wasn't a resentment. I was just annoyed with this fucking asshole. So like I, uh, I was getting sober and I was, uh, you know, I was in a really low place in my life and, and I was at this meeting and, um, 
I was thinking about suicide and all that kind of shit. And we just wanted to get out and all it was so fucking dark. And this kid was like, yo, he was asking me some question about the shows and stuff. And I was like, dude, I don't want to fucking talk about that right now. Like I'm here to save my fucking life, man. I, I'm trying to stay sober and I don't want to talk about that shit, you know? And then he, then, then during the meeting, he was like, I just met that jackass dude and he's a fucking asshole or whatever. Oh. And I was like, fuck you, dude. You know, like, but it was just those kind of things that like, you know, if I didn't really want to stay sober, that kind of shit could have like kicked me out of there. And I would have been like, I'm not going back. Fuck that, you know, fuck that guy and fuck these people because they want to do this and they don't want me to get healthy and whatever. But I stayed very true to the idea that I needed to I needed to do this work to 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 get healthy and to survive. And so I didn't let that stuff bother me and was like, whatever, you know, and um and as time went and I got more sober, I was way more open to talking about my life and, 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 you know, and the stuff that I've done on TV and stuff. And that was cool. Um, and I'm, and I'm totally open to it now. It's just at the, at that particular moment, when you're at your lowest, you're like, dude, fuck, I don't know. Like, I just want to, like, I just need to get right. You know, I'm just trying to get right. And, yeah. and like, just let me get right. You know, like, instead of like, just, Cause sometimes it feels like a vulture, you know, like, um, like they did that shit to Britney Spears or whatever, you know? And yeah. it was just like, dude, you just fucking like, you're, you're just pulling this person apart and like, just let them get right. You know, they, and, and I wanted to get right so I could go back and do funny shit. Not, not so that I could just be like, just not grateful for it and be an asshole about it. It was just that, um, you know, I, I needed that time to sort of get healthy and it, it was hard in the beginning to do that for sure smashed it she also asks how long did it take for your bowel movements to go back to normal after all the laxatives <laughs> dude dude oh 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 I, okay there's two answers to that because the, the funny part okay so there's a there's a long story about that um but i was gonna say when i got sober because i had been drinking and drugging for all those years like 15 years straight every day all the time so we actually had a celebration when i had a solid shit in sobriety <laughs> You're like, because, <laughs> because like everyone was all psyched. I was like, yo, I had a fucking full solid shit. You know, like, we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and people were fucking clapping because I had a solid shit, you know, because <laughs> all the cocaine and fucking beer and, and alcohol just make you like piss out of your ass for like a decade, you know? Oh. Um, so uh that's separate but then the one with the laxative that was that was a funny story and and i i i i actually got up on stage and told this story and i had it on my youtube thing but um so i'll have to give you the fast forward because i do got to go pick up my daughter from from daycare but oh, sorry, um, Chris. but no no it's all good um so but uh so i took 18x lax and like it says take two on the box and i ate the whole box it was like two slabs of nine pieces of chocolate so i just oh. ate the whole fucking thing and then <laughs> and then like um I, and then like we're sitting there and it was me bam and jess and we we're like oh it's like not really working you know like it was like maybe a half hour later and they were like you got a shit and i was like no i don't know like i don't have to shit and then so I drank like a half a cup of coffee and I never drink coffee because it'll fuck me up. And so I drank a half a cup of coffee and then that just like got the laxatives going 
and then full on like, yo, yo, get the camera. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm going to fucking explode. Like, and so then like, as soon as like, I was, I, oh, at this point I was already just hanging around in my jock strap because for a whole summer, I used to go to the bar just in a jock strap. Like, just like, and, and like, just that's all I wore was a jock strap. The of whole course. Fucking time. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So like, Why not? and like, we knew all the bar owners. So they just were like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Come on in. You know, like, and, uh, so, so like I, I already had the jock strap on. We go out, we do the full fucking shit, full, full running shit, shit everywhere. It fucking smells so bad. And I'm like, oh my God, it came out the front. It was all over the front of me and whatever. And so I'm like, fuck, I got to go hose off. So I go over to like, I go over to the side of Bam's house to, to hose down my asshole and my nuts and everything from all the shit. And dude, I go over and I'm like this, like, I'm just full on like, 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 this, like looking under and like spraying down my nuts. And as I looked under, I looked and I saw the fucking neighbor was standing there with his like five-year-old daughter looking like straight up my asshole, you know, just like, and I, and I just turned around and was like, uh, and just like waved and it was, it was just like, shit, like shit all over my ass. And this fucking little girl and guy are just staring up my asshole. So oh. I was like, fuck. So then when I got in, I called my mom and was like, dude, mom, I was like, I ate a whole box of X-Lax. She's like, Christian, like, why did you do that? Because <laughs> my mom's a nurse. So like, so I was like trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do? And she was like, oh my God, you shouldn't have done that. Like, because she's like the diarrhea and that can dehydrate you and you can like get, you can get really sick and like bad shit can happen. So uh, so I was like, well, what do I do? So she's like, you have to, get, you have to take a modium to counteract the x -lax. So, so I drank a mod or I, or I took the modium pills or whatever it was. And that was like counteracting the, the shit. So like it was binding up the shit, but all it did was make me feel like I had to shit really bad. And then I would run to the toilet. And then I was like, oh, I don't have to shit. So then like, and then I was like, oh, I have to shit really bad. And then I like, and I didn't have to shit. So, so anyway, we go out to the bar that night. And I'm like, I'm still like fucked up in my stomach. It's like World War Three going on in my stomach. Just like, I'm like oh. and then Bam goes, yo, dude, that that hot blonde hair girl's all into you. I was like, dude, not tonight. Like, no fucking way. I, like, I'm like going to shit my pants. And he was like, he's like, dude, she's into you, man. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, not tonight. And then he's like, come on, you got to. So I go over to this girl and I talk to this girl. and I end up bringing this girl home. Oh God! And uh, oh, and like I I bring her home to Bam's house, and her it's like his parents' house at the time. I mean they both live there, or whatever. But um, I go in and and we're having sex, and she's on top of me, and like so the emodium's wearing off, and I'm like, oh my God! Like I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> shit like I'm gonna shit myself, and and like <laughs> like as it's going, like I farted like a little. And then shit like came out between in between my butt cheeks. And like, I'm like, oh no, like, and I had to try to pretend like, oh, I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, I'm so thirsty. Like, I gotta go get something to drink. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I like throw her off. And then like, as I'm like, I'm like scooting out of the bed, like trying to not get the shit from in between my butt, like on the fucking sheets. And then I get out, I run to the bathroom and just fucking sprayed shit all over. <laughs> And all over there was shit all over the toilet like everywhere and i was like fuck so there's just shit like everywhere and then i'm like trying to clean the shit up while this girl's like laying in there naked and thinking i'm going to get us water and i'm like ah like tr like just trying to clean up the thing and and then like i clean up all the shit 
and there's still like the next morning I saw there was still shit all underneath like everything, but like oh. I got like the best part of and then I just came back in with like a water, like, oh, here you go, you know. And um, and then the next morning, like she, we wake up and she's like, she's like, Man, you you really were really thirsty last night. And Bam <laughs> just goes, He wasn't thirsty, he was shitting, like shitting all over the fucking bathroom. And like she's like, What? And then he just showed her the footage of me doing the full speed shit. And she was like, Oh, like she got all freaked out and dude, like she just like was like oh and then was like hold on a sec and then got her cell phone and like walked outside to like take make a call and then just made the call but then just walked up the driveway and then down the road and just no, it, back. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so fucking awesome i was like dude she's not like she was acting like she needed to take a call and then just fucking walked away and like got a friend to pick her up like down the street oh. <laughs> So fucking good but so that's it like so the shit kept going all throughout that night and yeah and it was it was a mess i don't think there is a better place we could bring this interview to an end nope. just <laughs> <laughs> Chris, awesome. this has honestly been possibly my favorite interview we've done this has been so much thank you so much for doing oh, this dude, thank you guys for having me on this has been fun man it's been it's fun so much fun good go down that yeah yeah it's thank you so much man we really really appreciate it massively and uh enjoy awesome. the rest of your day all right, you yeah, too, guys. Enjoy your day, man. Yeah, let me know when it comes out. I'll put it on. I don't really do social media much anymore, but I'll put it on my Instagram or something and 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 let them know. Hey, Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you awesome. so much. Enjoy your day, man. All right, take, take care, easy, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there. I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for the audio drama feed. Featuring such audio dramas as Bounty Hunters, Marty and Mars, Val Toby, and so much more. You can find all of these wonderful programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can go to our website at www.audiodramafeed.com. We are thrilled to be affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie.